0: Hey you guys, welcome back. We have a special guest on today's episode. Her name is Chrissy and she shares her story healing from autoimmune disease and how she used autoimmune paleo paired with medication to really help get her into remission with her autoimmune disease. I I never want you guys to think that like my podcast is like an anti-medicine, anti-doctor podcast because it definitely isn't. I just truly believe that 99% of the time medication should not be our our kind of first go to. I really think we should approach it with lifestyle changes, more specifically with dietary changes, and really honing in on our nutrition. And that is the approach that Chrissy took, and she also paired it with a low dose of medication, which you'll hear um, in today's episode her journey with that. But You know, just a reminder that everyone's journey is different and that one approach isn't going to necessarily work for every single person, especially when it comes to autoimmune disease. But I think there's something so empowering about sharing your own personal story and your own healing journey, um, especially through nutrition. So that's what today's episode is all about. I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm Miranda Lee, and you're listening to the Bread Therapy Mama podcast, a show created for moms who want to feed their families foods that heal them, not hurt them. Food was meant to be our medicine, and the best way to do that is by focusing on the ingredients, not the calories. Here, you'll find everything you need to know about holistic nutrition sprinkled with some motherhood, faith, and non-toxic living along the way. I can't wait to grow with you. Let's dive in. Hey, Chrissy. Welcome to the podcast. How's it going? I am doing well. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you on and just hear your story about your autoimmune journey and how nutrition has has changed it for the better. So let's kind of dive into who you are, what you do, and your story of how you got to where you are today.
1: So I'm Chrissy. I currently teach high school, and I also just graduated with my master's of science in nutrition. Um, I ended up wanting to learn about nutrition because of my own health issues. Um, In 2017, I was diagnosed with my first autoimmune illness, and the doctor I first went to was wanting me on two different medicines, the highest dose, as fast as possible, which is not my philosophy of medicine. And a friend of mine had introduced me to autoimmune paleo. And so I asked the doctor, hey, could I try this diet, try one of the medicines, see how I feel. And he said, no, what you eat doesn't matter. I want you to take the medicine. And I'm like, this is stupid. Anybody knows that if you eat junk food, you feel junky. And if you eat healthfully, you generally feel better. So I went against his advice. Um, Did take one of the medicines with other just because it was a sulfa drug. And I'd have to get tested every week to make sure it wasn't killing me. And so I opted to just try one and I did go full autoimmune paleo. I went cold turkey. Um, I'd been gluten free. And then I just decided to rip everything else out of my diet. Um, health-wise, I started feeling better within a couple of days. Um, when I was at my worst, I couldn't lean over and pick up a piece of paper or a pen off of the floor. And growing up, I'd been a gymnast. I'd been doing splits. I'd been doing backflips. And now I couldn't lean over and tie my own shoes. Um, but within a couple of days, pain started to reduce. And I would say probably within six to eight months, I was back to, As about as normal as I could hope to be. But I was flexible again. I'd regain mobility um, and my pain was minimal and it was manageable at that point.
0: Wow, that's crazy that your doctor said like nutrition doesn't matter. It's, that's just, that's just crazy. So what did he say when things like started to get better? Did he just assume it was the one medicine that you did take
1: or did he have a change of heart? Um, I fired him and I didn't (laughs) go back to him actually. Um, Well, part of it was he told me you have ankylosing spondylitis and there are some very specific markers for that. And the friend who introduced me to the whole autoimmune paleo diet, she also had ankylosing spondylitis And we're sharing, and I'm like, our symptoms don't match at all. Not that no two people are going to be exactly the same, but there should be some kind of overlap. And my pain with arthritis, it jumps around. It's not just in one spot. And that's what makes it a little bit weird is sometimes my knee will be really sore. And then the next day, my toes, I won't be able to bend them. Um, So I went to my chiropractor And she looked at my um, x-rays and she's like, I don't see any degeneration in your spine. I would get a second opinion from a rheumatologist. So I found a rheumatologist who was uh, diet friendly and went in and told her I was doing this. And she's like, great. Gluten and dairy are always the ones I recommend taking out. If you want to take out the nightshades and see if that helps, more power to you here are things that'll help. And she recommended ginger and turmeric and other things as well that were really helpful, but I knew I wouldn't be able to work with a doctor who was not aligned with my view of nutrition and wellness. Yeah. I think a lot of people kind of
0: feel guilty for maybe not agreeing with the doctor. And like, I think it's awesome that like you basically fired him. Like we are, you know, and we're in charge of our health. And I think it's so important to find someone whose beliefs and values um, align with us, especially when it comes to, you know, our own our own bodies. That's something I had to do with my son's pediatrician. Um, I had a, a do- an older doctor, male doctor, you know, you could tell he was just stuck in his ways. Tell me that that because I told him that my son, you know, we stay away from dyes. So if any medication, any medication, you know, I'd prefer a dye free alternative if we did decide to go on the route of medicine. And he just told me that there is no scientific proof that that dyes um, are bad for you. And first of all, that's not true. But I mean, I I feel like you should just respect whatever choices I have as the patient. So I did the same thing. I fired him and found someone who who at least respected the decisions that I made. So I think that's awesome that you do the same thing.
1: Well, and what frustrated me is that he did an x-ray and that was the beginning and the end. And inculitis and spondylitis has some very specific blood markers that are typically present. And I, the something didn't settle with me. And when I did go to the new doctor, she did extensive blood work. It was so very thorough. And she followed up saying, I don't see this. I actually don't know what you have but right now you have arthritic markers. So it's um, unspecified autoimmune arthritis. And that's actually the title that I've stuck with just because I don't have enough diagnostic markers in any one area. But I think sometimes we will defer our gut reactions to the medical professional and there's, we need to listen to ourselves. And if there's, there's no harm in always getting a second opinion from someone else. And there's no harm from firing a physician that, you know, you're not going to work well with. I kind of wish I could go back and tell my younger self that too. It's okay to fire a doctor and find a new one that works for you.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. Yeah. And like getting, you know, a second opinion, even like a third opinion, if you're going to be like making these like crazy, like lifestyle changes, you at least want to know that it's, like f- for the correct reason you know so how is um how has your lifestyle and dietary choices changed like recently I guess where now you're just trying to you know maintain your health instead of like essentially fix what was broken you did that like back then when you were first diagnosed now it's more of like the maintenance so how are
1: things different now versus then So when I was full AIP, I had already been gluten-free at the recommendation of my holistic doctor. Um, All grains come out, all dairy comes out, nut seeds come out. So it's um, fruit, vegetable, minus tomatoes, peppers, potatoes, and meat. Um, I felt good on that. That is not sustainable long-term. And I'm an all-or-nothing person, so cold turkey was great for me, but for a lot of people, um, more progressive approach works, taking one thing out at a time. Um, An AIP is not meant to be a long-term solution. So you start with the least likely food items. So rice is typically not problematic. So that's one of your first reintroductions. And working to find, okay, what what does my body tolerate and what sets it into a flare for me, gluten and tomatoes and peppers and spices that come from those things will throw me into a flare. So I avoid them. I don't miss them. So I've not worked to reintroduce them. Um, If I were working with someone who wanted them back, there are gut healing protocols and other things that certainly can work, but they're not something that I miss. So I'm not, I'm not in the mood to try. You know, being California, gluten-free is everywhere. So and it actually tastes good now. Where 15 years ago, gluten-free was, yeah. you know, things taste really good now, gluten-free. And more people are mindful of it. So for me, it works. Um, but if I had a client that wanted to reintroduce, I would work with them in that arena. Okay, so, so you
0: basically cut everything out with this autoimmune paleo diet and then once things were good you slowly started to reintroduce things to see how your body responded and then that's kind of that's what got you to the way that you eat now
1: yes i would still say i'm pretty much in the paleo realm i float back and forth even between keto sometimes um and it's interesting because like nut milks, I tolerate perfectly fine, but I cannot go and eat handfuls of nuts day after day. So mm-hmm. if it's in a milk form, my body is fine with it. And if it's a granola bar type thing. My body's going to start feeling it. Um, and for a lot of things, it's a cumulative effect. You know, if I had a handful of nuts today and that was it, I'd be fine. But if I was eating them on a daily basis – for weeks on end, I would start having some joint pain. Hmm. So do you have to take any medications now for your autoimmune disease? Um, I have chosen to take low-dose naltrexone to help lower antibodies. Um, naltrexone originally was medication to help um, people come off of heavy drug or alcohol use and they found in very small doses of 0.5 to 4.5 milligrams that it actually helps lower antibodies. And so I do take that. It does seem to help. Um, My Hashimoto's numbers are normal. I don't have any thyroid antibodies showing up right now. Um, That's the only medication I take that's prescribed. Um, I do take supplements that I have found to helpful to maintain inflammation.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that you've found what, what works specifically for you. Because I feel like a lot of the times we, we kind of see like people on one end or the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, and I think it's so important to kind of live in that gray area and find what really works for you. So, you know, I, I think we all want, like, like hard and fast rules, like to follow, like, how can I fix this? And we want it to be fixed overnight, especially with autoimmune disease, like it doesn't work that way. And everyone is so different, especially when it comes to nutrition and what our bodies tolerate and what they need and what they do not want at all. Um, So it's, yeah, it's so important to find that balance so it works for you even if that means like implementing medication as well
1: right and i am in no means anti-medicine um or anti-surgery when necessary but if giving up peppers which i never liked and they never liked me either <laughs> um helps reduce that inflammation that's that's an easy fix and like I said, that one, it's easy also because I hated them and they hated me. And every time I ate them, I got sick. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I I want to stay in that middle ground. Um Medication has its place. It saves people a lot of misery. But it's also important to remember nutrition is where we're feeding our bodies daily. Um That is the biggest thing we're putting into our bodies is our food. And how we feed our bodies is going to have huge impact on on how we feel physically and mentally.
0: Yeah. Speaking of that, how has your mental health um, changed over over the years, especially with healing this autoimmune disease? Or, or at least
1: I don't think healing is the right word, but having control over it. I like the word remission because right now it's not active. Um, kind of alongside with that, um, one of the hard lessons I had to learn, I mean, nutrition's important and I will gladly talk about it, but I learned early on with the autoimmune disease, if my stress was out of control, I could be eating perfect diet and I'm still going to be in pain. And so I've had to learn how to say the word no and working on mindfulness, practicing yoga, and just doing things that help me manage the stress in my life. Um, And that ties in with mental health. Um, You know, I'm in a slightly crazy spot right now. I'm working towards being certified nutrition specialist and I'm in supervision and it's amazing, but there have been some moments where I'm overwhelmed and it's, I keep reminding myself, I'm eating an elephant I'm doing the next thing and then I'm just going to do the next thing. And if I keep focusing on just what's in front of me, what's the next thing to do um, that helps me manage it instead of thinking, Oh my God, I have a thousand hours. How am I ever going to get this done? It's like, okay, let's watch another observation. Let's schedule a whatever and just keep it manageable because otherwise I can get overwhelmed and I'm really, I'm doing it to myself. I'm just overwhelming myself.
0: Yeah, does uh there's like any stress and anxiety
1: like trigger flare-ups with your autoimmune disease? Definitely. Anxiety is the big one. Um and I teach high school, so that's its own special stress. I love what I do. It's enjoyable, but teaching teaching is hard. And post-COVID, it's gotten harder. Um thankfully, start things are starting to level out now that we're somewhat back to normal I think as normal as we'll ever be but even there I reminded myself it's okay for me not to bring work home it is okay for me to say no to extra things and really balancing myself um and burning out the candle is isn't going to do anyone any favors I'm not helping my students if I'm if I'm stressed out
0: Yeah, I think like when it comes to like your mental health and your physical health, it's kind of like, you know, what came first, like the chicken or the egg, like you you have to balance both of them, you know, they're both going to benefit each other, but overdoing either one of them will will
1: hurt the other because there is that connection. Yes, and we're learning more and more about the gut brain Mm -hmm. connection how much of our serotonin is produced in our gut. Um, So if the physical health goes, the mental health is going to foul most likely and vice versa. Um, So it's a balance of keeping my stress manageable. I don't want to even say minimal, but managing it and not letting it get out of control.
0: Yeah. I think that's like the hardest part nowadays, because like, like you said, you have basically all these things on your to do list that it's it's never going to stop. And I think we all feel that way with whatever it is. And we just need to learn how to take that step back. And like you said, say no, there's so much power in in learning to say no. And I think that's so hard for so many people, but it's so beneficial for your health
1: it is and for me um i got a wake up call uh 13 months ago my dad passed and i realized that i had been running myself into the ground and i took a step back and i didn't do things after school i wasn't hosting clubs i wasn't doing extra tutoring and i realized i, I there's stuff to do i can go out and have a cup of coffee with a friend and i can just take that step away And I'm like, why am I not doing this other times in my life, you know, and so now I manage things where I have days that I will do school stuff and then I have days that are not touchable and they're mine and that's been a good balance for me hey mamas
0: i wanted to take a quick break to tell you about my favorite makeup and skincare company tubes and co organics i love them because they use real ingredients like tallow from grass-fed cows organic cold press olive oil and certified organic essential oils and they never use synthetic chemicals, GMOs, toxins, or artificial colors and dyes or fragrances that we do not want in our makeup or skincare products. I made the switch to Tubes and Co Organics because here's the thing, you guys: your skin is your largest organ. You can be eating the cleanest, most organic ingredients and foods possible but if you are putting lotions and skincare products or makeup like your primer and foundations on that have these harsh chemicals and toxins in them, your skin is going to absorb it. And I totally trust Tubes & Co. because they are made with these real ingredients, don't have all this artificial shenanigans in them. And they're also made in the USA. They are supporting small family-owned farms and they're all about being sustainable, fair trade, transparent and ethical, these are all things that just align with my values. So I got a discount code for you guys if you go to toupsandco.com, so t-o-u-p-s-a-n-d-c-o.com and use the code BREADTHERAPY10, you will get 10% off your order. So go check out their skincare and their makeup and let me know if you need any product recommendations But I hope you guys enjoy Toops & Co. as much as I do. Let's get back to the show. What have you noticed is like some of the biggest struggles that like your clients face when it comes to maybe they're healing their own autoimmune disease?
1: Um... When I meet with a client, I always give them the option whether they want to go cold turkey and remove everything, or if they want more of a progressive approach. Typically people are, let's do this slowly. Um, if you've been eating gluten all of your life and to go gluten-free can be very challenging. Um again, we're lucky where I'm at. There are a number of restaurants that are gluten-free or gluten-free friendly. Um, but it's still, it's a big adjustment and your body feels differently. It takes a while to adjust to not having, um, the gluten in there. Um, also, as I think of clients, you know, they have their favorite foods and if it's peppers and tomatoes saying, oh, well, those are probably possibly triggers for you, like, that's, that's rough to know that you're going to have to give up foods that you really enjoy. Um, So yeah, working to support them. And also now having more of a mindset, taking out, making that not quite as important as what are we putting in? What are we filling that space where the gluten used to be, you know, instead of, sorry, thinking of, all the stuff we take out what can we put in instead so kind of more filling your plate instead of emptying it
0: yeah that that's great advice that's that's one of the um the biggest issues i feel like with diet culture itself is it's always focused on like all the things you can't have and taking things out and like that's just like this scarcity mentality that I don't, I don't like, and then it's harder to adhere to something new, especially when you do have to make these dietary changes for your health. Yeah. And it's just, if you focus on what you can add in and more nutritional, nutritionally dense foods that can be part of your like new lifestyle changes, that's going to be so much easier to like be sustainable and consistent with these changes. If you're just focusing on Versus if you were just focusing on taking everything out. Cause I'm sure like it's a huge struggle to try and tackle like an autoimmune disease, especially like in your case when you didn't even have a super specific diagnosis and it was just kind of general and you just had to take, had to take those steps and
1: just see what happened. Definitely. And even now I don't, the arthritis one, I don't really know. It's likely will eventually morph into either lupus or rheumatoid arthritis, given the markers that I do have. And there was a time where it was hard, and like, I want to know what's going on because I feel like if there's a label, we can fix it. And if mm-hmm. there's not a label, we can't. And I've had to remind myself, what are you going to do differently if you know that it's lupus or if you know that it's rheumatoid arthritis? You're still going to avoid gluten. You're still going to avoid nightshades. You're still going to take turmeric and baswellia. There's not really anything that's going to change having a name to it. And I think there might be a piece of comfort knowing what it is. But at the end of the day, my life isn't going to change tomorrow if I find out that it's X, Y, or Z. I'm still going to be eating my gluten-free grain-free waffles, you know, <laughs> chicken sausage. And I'm still going to be focusing on trying to get 20 to 30 servings of different vegetables in my diet through the week. So I think that's something I've had to come to peace with. Um, it's hard, but, um, cause not knowing is always hard. Um, but at the end of the day, I, what I do Today is going to be the same thing that I do tomorrow, regardless. Mm-hmm. What advice
0: would you give to someone who is embarking on their own autoimmune journey right now?
1: Um, be patient with yourself, and it's okay to be frustrated. I remember going grocery shopping shortly after adopting AIP, and I looking at the labels like i can't have that and then pull something else off the shelf no nope, can't have that and breaking down and crying because it was just so frustrating that even the healthy things that i'd had all these years i couldn't have anymore and um i guess the second part of that is you know focus on whole foods and focus on what you can have um again, it was easy to be like, Oh, I can't have this. I can't have this. I can't have this. Well, I can have basically all the vegetables I want. I can have all the fruit I want. All meat is safe for me. So when I changed my focus, it was what I can have that helped. I didn't feel like I was being deprived. Hmm.
0: Yeah. And how about like, uh, how does processed foods or, um, highly processed foods affect, um, like your autoimmune disease or just any autoimmune disease in general, does that usually cause more flare-ups? Like even if you were to buy something that was like gluten-free or dairy-free, are there still other factors in highly processed foods that are not good for autoimmune disease?
1: Um, I would go one step further and say they're probably not ideal regular consumption for mm-hmm. anybody yeah. there. um. But at the same time, will I buy a box of mashed cauliflower to have for at work? Technically processed. Yes. Are the ingredients pretty clean? Yeah. Um, so matching reality with real life, you know, Mm -hmm. people are working, we're tired at the end of the day. Um, So if you're picking up something that's in the freezer section or whatever, you know, make it as minimally processed as possible. I would avoid trans fats at all costs. Um, Food coloring, similar, I would avoid. Um, While I personally don't have issues with those, um, I don't think they're necessary in our diets and um, people definitely can have issues with them. I, my personal goal is most of my food to be as close to nature as possible. Um, as few steps removed from nature, I guess would be the best way to say that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a great philosophy to live by. Um, but I mean, we're, we're human. We, you know, it's all about finding that balance of, um you know, between the types of, the types of processed foods, you know, but, you know, aiming for minimally processed foods, um, and finding that balance. And that's something I, I think that we should all be striving to do whether or not we have autoimmune disease or, or just, or if we feel like we're in our perfect health,
1: you know, it's, it all links back to nutrition. Definitely. And I enjoy chocolate basically every night. Um, and I have no guilt about it and I will continue to probably to enjoy it, um, for the rest of my days, but I'm looking for things that are low in sugar. They're not, there's not a bunch of unnecessary ingredients in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the cleaner it is, the better I feel. So, you know, finding that balance of being healthful, but also life is to be enjoyed
0: yeah. True that I, I completely agree. So where can um, our listeners reach out to you and connect with you and uh, maybe potentially work with you if they're struggling with
1: autoimmune disease? So I do have a website. It is a little bit of a funny name. Um, I wanted to incorporate AIP. So it's called Cappuccino Health. So it's C-A-I-P-P-U-C-C-I-N-O health.com. Um I've been working on actually updating my website recently, so some fun blogs about herbs and whatnot that I'm learning about, Um, but I offer virtual um, services, and then I'm also in the Sacramento area, so if anyone wants to meet in person, that is also an option. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I'll put, um, your website in the show notes for those who didn't catch the spelling. They can just click it in the show notes and connect with you. But thank you so much, Chrissy, for coming on. And it was, it was great hearing all about your journey and how you got to, to remission with your autoimmune disease. So thank you. Thank you all for joining me in another episode of the Bread Therapy Mama podcast. If you like this kind of content, check out my blog for recipes, how-tos, product recommendations, and more. Just go to breadtherapymama.com. I'll see you all in the next episode.